who knocks. Huh? Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning, Vietnam! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth! Guys, your girlfriend. Woof. Nobody calls me mad dog. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Hello and welcome to my first time. Podcast all about the gaps in our pop culture resume. Each episode is our panel sits down to debate. Dispute and discuss a much-loved classic. They'll be joined by the first-timer, someone who's never before experienced that cultural icon. Will they see what the fuss is about or just be left wondering what the hell was that? My name is Dan and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello. Aiden. Hello there. And this week we are looking at Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it's my first time this week. So I can't really do all of the hosting this week because I was the one that had no experience of this... uh, Cultural phenomenon is the word you're looking for, my friend. Sure, I'll roll with that for now. Cultural (laughs) phenomenon. I'm going to throw to you. Let's play a little pre-recorded interview that uh, I did with you, Aiden, and uh, you picked my brain as to what I was expecting. All right, Dan, you're about to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. I am. Uh, The original, we should say, because there are stage productions and things, but you're watching the Tim Curry uh, 70s again, I think. Yeah, I, I'm Tim Curry. I think. I hope. I'll tell you. I'll make. I'll double check that before I sit down and watch it. Either way, Rocky Horror. Um, what are you expecting? Okay, I, I was thinking about that because I knew that was the question. Uh, the first thing that legitimately came to my head was that I was going to be watching a movie about a bunch of transvestites running a gardening shop. But then I. Th- Realized I was sort of combining Rocky Horror with Little Shop of Horrors, maybe because there's the lit, you know. Yep. Yeah, but so I, I know I'm expecting some transvestites, mm-hmm. and I've been thinking about what the movie might be about. The uh, picture show. So I, I'm expecting it's uh, a bunch of transvestites who ha- who have a local cinema they love and have to band together to save it from some greedy developers. You don't think that. No, well, not... I've got no idea. All okay. I literally, okay. no, no, literally, all I literally know is uh, that there's Frankenfurter. Is that is that a thing? You're not going to tell well, me, are you? We'll find out. I think there's a. I think Tim Curry's character might be Frankenfurter, and I uh, dresses in like you know sexy lingerie, and I don't know. I don't know where the picture show comes into it. Why haven't you seen it? I think it's one of those films, because it's old, that uh, I would have been greatly discouraged from watching as a kid, because it does contain the evils of (laughs) cross-dressing, and um, maybe my parents thought I had a predilection in that direction, and they didn't want to encourage it, I don't know, but definitely discouraged from watching it as a child. Uh, I've got really no other thing. I I guess I'm not really into cross-dressing culture, so it hasn't appealed to me. I don't like musicals that much. Uh, although is okay, so um, you, well, so you know it's a musical as well. I do know it's a musical because you said that when you asked me the question. Um, but I think there's a song in it that I like. Is it Ballroom Blitz in the movie? No, I can't comment. Can I? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that I'm going to see a movie about transvestites trying to save a cinema, and to do that, they'll be doing it with their show-stopping number, Ballroom Blitz. Back to you in the studio. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> I don't know. 
I did as soon as uh, the music for Time Warp started. I was like, damn it, I knew it was. <laughs> and they're similar songs. They've got a vibe, don't you think? Yeah, I can hear how you would think they were similar. Blitz, or... Yeah, Blitz, yeah. Oh, and Ballroom Blitz, yeah, same era, isn't it? Surely. Around the same time. I mean, there was a point where they were sort of in a ballroom. I, I, I saw Ballroom Blitz fitting in seamlessly when I was watching. Yeah. So I'm not ashamed of that, but uh, yeah, it wasn't. They weren't trying to save a cinema, but uh, let's throw to you, Eden. Let's uh, for the listener at home that has no idea about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Why don't you uh, fill them in a bit here? The Rocky Horror Picture Show is the 1975 film adaptation of the 1973 musical of almost the same name. The musical was called The Rocky Horror Show, then the movie was The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Starring Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick as Janet and Brad, a vanilla couple who, in fantastic B-movie fashion, are stranded during a storm when their car blows a tyre. They are forced to take refuge in the strange and mysterious home of Frank N. Furter, played by the legendary Tim Curry, who is an alien from the planet Transvestite in the galaxy of Transylvania. The film is one of the first to earn the title of cult classic, spawning regular midnight screenings around the world where cinemagoers dress as their favourite characters and throw rice, water, toast at the screen at various points throughout the movie. Uh, and they even act out the movie as it plays. Fun fact, there is also a spiritual successor to the Rocky Horror Picture Show in the film Shock Treatment, which features several characters from the original movie but played by different actors, and also several actors from the original movie who are playing different characters. Uh, The sequel was also written by the uh, writer of the original, Richard O'Brien, who plays the character of Riff Raff in the movie. Uh, I first saw the movie when I was in year 10 in high school when uh, Channel 7 screened it late one night. I watched it in secret. I uh, didn't want to know <laughs> my parents know that I was watching this movie and I fell in love with it immediately and the songs in it like Time Warp and Sweet Transvestite. Uh, my friends loved it too and so I saw it four or five more times over the next few years. And uh, since then, I've probably seen it once every few years since. Like, it's just one of those movies that keeps coming back and I love to watch. So, yes, Transvestites, Aliens, Frankenstein-esque creations, B-movie madness, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is, in my opinion, a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Ooh. I feel like you just wrapped the whole podcast up then. Yeah. Just oh, like, well, well, join us next done. week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you straight up think it's a masterpiece. I think it's great. I'm, but I'm really keen to hear what you think about oh, it. Man. Oh, it was... Dan, what was the first impression? What was running through your mind as you hit oh, and play on this thing? You watched it literally how many hours ago? Like, Oh, like literally I stopped watching it two hours ago. Okay. So I'm so very it's... fresh. Yeah. Very fresh. Um, I liked the... I don't know. I, I initially... I liked... This is random minor thought, but I really liked the uh, very sort of... Very camp, 21st century Fox theme at the beginning, so they gave it a bit of a cabaret vibe. I thought that was a good one. I was like, that, that got me going. I'm concerned that the fact that you like the Fox theme at the beginning means that we might be in a bit of a rocky road for the movie. Well, then it goes into the intro, and I like, I like the lips, and the song was cool, but then it went forever. That's the longest intro. Yeah, that's true. It does drag on a bit. Um, and I think that was kind of the fashion at the time, though. Like, there was a lot of 70s films that that was, 
you know, just long intro. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. We'll get there. Oh, yep. No. Okay. Somebody's spoken now. Yeah. You can't, you don't do that anymore. I've got no patience for that. I've been tainted by modern cinema filmmaking where it's just like the credits have to roll underneath things because we don't have time. Yeah. But did you like the song that was playing, Science Fiction Double Feature? Yeah, I did like that. I thought that was good. And that, that and you know, got me sort of hopeful. You just wanted some more visual stimulation at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the lips stopped and it was just black and the rest of the song for a long time. And that sort of got boring. I don't know. I, I don't know how to respond. It's the strangest... It's one of the wackiest, strangest, uh, oddest films I've ever seen. That's right. all I. That's my neat summary. And you're watching it as well as a thirty-something. Yeah, thirty-three. Eden, you watched it at twelve, something like that. <laughs> I think I was roughly the same, maybe even a little bit younger. But most of it went over my head. I reckon okay. I would have been maybe ten or or nine or ten, and a lot of it went over my head. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I I really liked the first third. I'd throw that out there. I yeah. I would agree with that. In that the first third is really exciting. They've got the fun songs, the cool songs. Yeah, I think the most well known songs. Are yeah, in the first. Third. Oh, they pack it. It's it's like top heavy, but very top heavy. But wouldn't you say? I mean, you're not a huge fan of musicals, you said. No, but but um, I like seventies rock and roll, and it's not okay. like this is not like Cats musical or like. Phantom of the Opera musical. Yeah. It's very rock and roll. But don't you yeah. feel that like most musicals, I, I personally feel, I like musicals, but I feel like most of the songs that I like from each musical are in the first third. <laughs> for almost Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I hate musicals. Oh, okay. With a passion. Um, but the very few that I do like, I don't know, like Sweeney Todd I really like, yeah. which I would compare similar to Rocky Horror in that mm. it's dark, it's a little bit of a... Um, uh, alternative sort of feel to it, and yeah. and and a little bit uh, negative's probably the wrong word, but it's got that sort of grungy feel and and, and whatever. Uh, that song's what's the the big song in that? That that goes throughout yeah. the whole film, but that's at the beginning. Like uh, uh, no place like London. Yeah, and that sort of goes at the beginning, and then it sort of pops up throughout a few times. Yeah, uh, and the other. Musical I like is Blues Brothers, which a lot of people would not consider a musical. (laughs) (laughs) But brilliant. Sure. I haven't seen Sweeney Todd. I know we should be talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show, (laughs) but this is relevant. Is Sweeney Todd one of those singing everything is sung musicals? Or does it have the acting song break? Not everything. There's there's acting Mm. breaks. That's that's the musicals I can't handle. I can't handle going to see a musical and it just constantly sings at you. Like Les Mis. I hate Les Mis. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. I went to see that in London when I was like in my early twenties, and I had no idea. I just I'd seen a movie starring uh, Jeffrey Rush and Liam Neeson. No music, it was good. I liked it, and I'm like, I'll go see this. And uh, you know, the West End thought it'd be very exciting, and then it just sung at me the whole time. I had no idea what was going on. I can't listen. I, I can't absorb lyrics like that for two hours. It's yeah. full on. So I liked. I don't know. It was so cheesy. It was it was enjoyable because it was cheesy. This musical, Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show, like intentionally cheesy. I assume. Yeah. 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 It seemed intentionally cheesy. It seemed very cheaply made. Uh, I, I did it. I thought I was actually excited early on when I saw a boom mic sort of pop down <laughs> over, <laughs> over the top. I was like, yes, this is good. I'm yeah. enjoying this. But I want to ask you guys a question. People have seen it a lot. What do you make of the fact that Tim Curry is in the background of the wedding scene at the beginning? What is that about? Not just Tim Curry. But no, but other guys, the yeah, riffraff yeah, yeah. and the other people. Yeah. What's that about? I like. Is there something deep going on here? I don't think this is a film that 
entirely has to make sense the whole way through. I don't think this is a like start to finish narrative, beginning, middle, end. I think it's just one of those things like The Wizard of Oz where they pop in the people at the beginning and like, oh, they were there the whole time, but they've turned into different characters later and... And maybe they just had a low budget where they couldn't afford other actors. <laughs> I like to imagine that there is more going on. That like I, mean, I like to imagine that, that there's more going on as well. That Frankenfurter was at the wedding yeah. in disguise, arranged this whole thing somehow, mm. you know, like, I don't know, Jerry rigged the tyre to explode or something, obviously put up the roadblock. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, like, I like the conspiracy of it. Yeah. Well, he is an alien. That's... Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you are listening... You will always get spoilers in this podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to say it every week, but it is only the second episode. I am going to say it again. That's a major reveal from yeah. the sort of last act of the movie. Yeah, people are going to be so pissed that we're ruining films from the 70s, 40 <laughs> years ago. Uh, but yeah, he's an alien, and so is Riff Raff and Magenta. So From the planet Transsexual. Uh, I believe and the galaxy so, yeah. of Transylvania. Transylvania. I think it's Trans... Ooh, I can't remember. Oh, Look at my matter. notes. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. <laughs> um, you know what was refreshing as well? Um, I didn't remember that it was Susan Sarandon or Su- Sarandon or whatever in the film. Mm. Obviously, when I watched it the first time, I had no clue who she was. Now I know her as an old lady that is in films. And then I was like, oh, she was she was hot. Once you, upon yeah. time. She's hot yeah. to you? Well, she was in the film, Can you I overcome think? the way that you see her now when she's like older? I don't know. I still see her as the old person that I know today, but it was like, oh, yeah. To me, it was sort of like if I just found a tape at the bottom of my grandma's cupboard (laughs) and in the table she was acting all sexy. I don't know if I can perceive her as sexy. I removed it. I was like, they're two different people (laughs) for me. I was like, oh, no, no, it's it's somebody else. I agree with you there. I I agree with the hotness of Susan Sarandon in in Rocky Horror. I'm not saying she's fallen apart now, but I'm just saying she's a bit older and she's not quite... I don't know, as perky as some of the scenes in the film. <laughs> I'm a bit bitter against her because I went to see Letterman in New York and uh, I was really excited because you get great guests and they're like, just yesterday we had Ben Stiller, the day before that was Bruce Willis. I was like, sweet. Yeah. I got Susan Sarandon. Yeah. And she was so boring. Oh. So I'm, I'm, I've got a bit of a thing against her ever since. <laughs> she ruined my Letterman moment. Fair call. <laughs> uh, Eden, what made you want to watch it in the first place when you were 12? I'm curious on that. Well, see, I'd seen, again, references to the movie and other things. I don't know. Oh, I, I saw there was like an episode of the Drew Carey show, yeah, where they did like a mashup of Rocky Horror and Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I wanted to bring this up because yeah. of the exact, exact reason I wanted to watch it Amazing. as well. Amazing. Dan, have you, did you ever watch the, uh, the Drew Carey no, show? No, I wasn't a big Drew Carey guy. <laughs> so Drew Carey was good because it was a sitcom that sort of broke format a lot. They had lots of like songs in it. They had lots of like episodes where there was things wrong and you had to try and work out like, oh, why did his computer change color halfway through this scene? Or they had different actors playing different characters in some episodes mm. and it did all this weird stuff. And there was one episode where they go to the Rocky Horror picture show filming or the the, ta- or the viewing that night, a viewing party where you all dress up and then they break out in song and there was a mashup between, was it Priscilla? Yeah, Queen Priscilla, of the yeah. Yeah. And they had like half the characters all on the, like a sort of a street set doing Priscilla and then half the characters doing Rocky Horror and kind of fighting against each other. Oh, cool. <laughs> it was good. Have, have either of you ever been to one of these... Dress up, throw. I want to ask you, why are they throwing rice and eating toast at these? They've got like playings. Have I've you been to one? Have you done this? I haven't been to one. I know a few people who have. They do it here 
like in Adelaide pretty frequently, I think. Yeah, so my uncle uh, was known for going as Frankenfurter. He almost, went as Frankenfurter. That's amazing. Almost like every week for a long time. My dad every week? Tell- yeah, he wow. went for ages. Like it was his thing. My dad was telling me when we watched the film, like when I was 10 or something. There were weekly screenings of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, so this was in Melbourne and he um, he loved it. He went all the time. My dad Whoa. was like... See that guy there in the women's uh, lingerie? Yeah, your uncle does that. Your uncle loves it. <laughs> what did your uncle do in the other in the rest of his life? Oh, I just want to get a bit more of a picture oh, he of was a man a mechanic. that does this. Yeah, mechanic <laughs> and uh, raced bobcats, uh, bobcars, and what are they called? The little what are they called? Like, the little cars that race, like go karts. Yeah, like go karts. Yeah, yeah, but like professional go karts. Wow. Um, and then uh, yeah, chucked on the. Uh, Lingerie on the it, weekend. It does sound appealing. I think oh, I would have enjoyed the, the musical the lingerie more. Part. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yes, lingerie on the weekend is always <laughs> a good way to just know that you're off work and it's your time. <laughs> but no, I think the like interactive screening sounds really fun. I think had I done that rather than just watch it at home, I might have enjoyed it more because it would be more experiential. Mm. It's like those murder mystery parties. Yeah, you dress up as a character, yeah. you get into it. I guess it's the same for the film. You're sort of acting out the, the parts that are on the screen and things. And have either yeah. of you ever been to the ones they do for The Room, that notoriously <laughs> terrible, I've fake terrible, it. real yeah. terrible, no, no one really knows? <laughs> That's really good too, and everyone throws spoons at the screen and and tosses footballs around the theatre, and I really liked it. I yeah. think I'd enjoy the interactive experience. But I want to ask you a question. I was watching this. I've re- I know Tim Curry, but Tim Curry to me, I, think, I feel like a lot of actors are forever associated with the first time you see them in something in your mind. So uh-huh. Tim Curry, to me, is the evil uh, hotel concierge from Home Alone 2, right? But yes. I'm watching this, I was like, was Tim Curry once a sex symbol? Like, did people, did he have a thing after this? Was he considered hot once upon a time? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Because he's sort of an attractive man. You know, he's fit, but he's just pudgy Tim Curry, the evil guy to me. Muppets Treasure Island was the first film I saw Tim <laughs> Curry in. <laughs> I was trying to remember wow. what it was, and I was just flicking through his IMDb. I'm like, that's right, it was Muppets mm. Treasure Island. He was the bad guy. John Silver. I thought I think the first time I saw Tim Curry was in It, Stephen King's It. Oh. I'm pretty sure that was the first time I saw him. Wait, so you said you saw Rocky Horror Picture Show at 12. Yeah. So you obviously saw It before 12. Yeah. I saw, how old were you when you saw It? I saw It like in primary school oh. sometimes. And yeah. how are you not locked up right now? Uh, but like, surely am... <laughs> that film is going to ruin you for life. Yeah, I am terrified of clowns. Absolutely terrified of clowns. And I put it down to that damn movie. <laughs> You've seen it. The No, the, oh. no, I couldn't. There's no too way scary. I could do it. No, way too scary. Well, I was me. thinking like, that might terrifying. have to be a future podcast, so you might I, you might be forced by I don't way think, of being in this podcast. I honestly don't think I would last more than five minutes. <laughs> like I would I would I can't watch horror. Like I just cannot watch any horror. What about clowns? Are you alright with clowns generally? Like as that... a concept, yes, I'm Ooh. fine. But I I just can't do horror. So it doesn't matter whether it's Jason or Freddy or Pennywise. Pennywise the clown. Yeah. Uh, Any of those guys. Just not going to be hanging out with them anytime soon. It was a long time until I realised the band Pennywise got their name from it. Yeah, me too. It wasn't just a nod to, you know, fiscal (laughs) management. (laughs) No, the same. Exactly the same. I find it interesting as well that, like, this whole film is about transvestites and, and men in women's underwear and things like that. Like... This was 1975. Like, this was 40 years ago. If a film like this came out today, I don't think we would be as open to it. Almost, It's almost like we've digressed. I don't know. It's a little bit... 
It's very progressive for its time, I think. I think the problem today is you'd have all the conservative folk against it. Yeah. But I feel like it now would also anger transsexual people, or well, yeah. at least some transsexual yeah. people, because it would be deemed We're not to be taking insensitive. It yeah. And he's a bit of a... I couldn't tell if he was meant to be the hero or the bad guy. Because I'm like, in one way, he's sort of a sex predator who's making a dude and immediately sort of raping him, chaining him to a bed. That's yeah. how I t- perceive that scene. <laughs> Can we debate that for a sec? Well, Aiden, you don't think he's a sex predator? Well, I just, I don't know whether you can, it's it's his creation. <laughs> what about oh, the but... rights of the created man? Yeah, I, I think that seems a bit iffy. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, a bit. He's hours old and getting raped by his maker. Yeah, it's, it's a hard call to make. <laughs> I feel, I feel like the word rape just really, really... You throw it out there and it becomes pretty full-on conversation, doesn't the it? The next time you see him, he's chained face down to a mattress. It was clear to me what had happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but I can times. see where you're coming from where, like, is Frankenfurter, like, the hero, a hero or a villain? Because in the end, when he's singing uh, I'm Going Home, you're kind of on his side a little bit. He's He is portrayed as it's the... It's tugging the heartstrings. Yeah, misunderstood alien who doesn't mm. know what humanity is and is trying to figure it out. And I guess he's sort of resolved by the fact that Rocky, his creation, is like devastated that he dies. So maybe it was mm. more consensual than I'm letting on. It just didn't seem right when I was watching it live. <laughs> well, that's uh, why they put Meatloaf in there to kind of soften the blow, I think. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought Meatloaf up. I could not understand what he was doing. I didn't understand. I, I only understand Meatloaf's role in the film because afterwards I got on Wikipedia and just sort of went, oh. Okay. What is his? I don't. I well, don't know. The story. Well, it was sort of explained when the old guy comes in the wheelchair and it's his son. But when he came out, I was like, "What is he doing? Is this?" I thought. I was thinking until he was explained to be this rival scientist's son. I thought Meatloaf was like, like uh, an earlier Rocky. Like he was like like a bit of a reject creation. Like oh, okay. Frankenfurter had made him and was like, oh, too tubby, bit mm. fat. I'll make a Adonis. I thought that he actually, or I thought the exact same thing, but I still think that he is essentially a reject Rocky, but not sort of built from scratch. He's a guy who they like sort of brought in and Hybrid. tried to, yeah, like tried to kind of like modify, because he's still got like weird scarring stuff on his head. Yeah, but don't they say they gave like half of his brain to Rocky or something? Oh, I feel right. like I have picked up that line. I don't know. See, it did get a bit confusing, but I don't really feel like it. When I was first watching, because, you know, I like to jot down a few ideas, I had a few quibbles with the storyline and character actions. And then I was like, no, this is not a film where you can quibble with an actor (laughs) being realistic or having a proper reaction to something. This is just stupid and deliberately so, in a a sense. Yeah. On last week's episode, or the last episode of this podcast, we talked a lot about, like, why was it called Dirty Harry? Why was he called Dirty Harry? So, Dan, did you work out why it's called Rocky Horror Picture Show? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I'm going to say no. I'll try and piece it together now. Well, Rocky is the name of the character. Yep. Did they call him Rocky Horror? I, is it, no. Is it, it's not first name, no, last name? I think no, I don't Rocky. think so. I don't know. The show, I feel like, is the last bit when they're all on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I've got. I, I really don't know. Does anyone know? I'm not holding an answer while I ask this question. I'm no, purely just no. throwing it out to the room. Well, I would say that the horror element comes from like the whole B-movie parody right. thing that's like throughout the entire thing. Like It's yeah. clearly a bit of a spoof of the old Frankenstein movies yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Do you, actually, Eden, do yeah. you want to explain what B-movie means? Because I think a lot yeah. of listeners may not have a clue about that. Oh, well, you know, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> tell us, Grandpa. <laughs> what were movies like when you were a boy? Oh. Gather around for a story, children. <laughs> you'd, you'd go to the cinema and it was a whole experience. You... <laughs> You'd go to see some big-time movie like Ben-Hur, but before Ben-Hur, you'd get to see the B-movie, the sort of little uh, rubbish movie. But I think this kind of B-movie is the later style, almost grindhousey B-movie style, like where it's uh, those movies that are shown in those other cinemas, almost adult cinemas. Right. Um, that, you know... Borderline porno. Borderline porno. Uh, Which the film kind of... It wasn't... It wasn't too far from that either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really, in- I was really intrigued, and because I only watched it a couple of hours ago, I didn't really have time to look into it. But I'm really intrigued into how it was perceived back in the day. Like, like you're saying, I'm not sure if it would be that well received today. I think there'd be people in all sort of camps that found problems with it. I don't know. And how was it? Surely there was like a really strong push against it. There must have been a lot of people that didn't like it. I feel like it, in some ways, you know, maybe it was a more conservative well, time. The, or, the thing was, it, it was based on the stage show uh, that was released a few years before it, which I think in the UK, I think it's all an English production. Richard O'Brien is English. Um, and then they, and like some Hollywood company, decided to put money into making it, turning it into a movie. Richard O'Brien, what else has he done, do you know? Oh, Conan's brother. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. I can tell you one... The only other thing that I know that he's done, uh, he sort of pops up everywhere, but he was in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. (laughs) And it was... That's timely. uh, It was a terrible movie. (laughs) He just played like a sort of mini boss in there, like a sort of trickster character. Okay. But apparently he has to be in every production live show of Rocky Horror around the world. So like when it was in Adelaide a year ago or so now, okay. um, he was in it as I believe the either the criminal uh, criminologist or the uh, the doctor, oh, Dr. Scott. I love the criminologist. That's one mm. thing I did like about the film, the sort of random guy narrating it, uh, you know, speaking to the camera. That was sort of cool, that, I guess. But maybe that was a nod to those old like sort of I don't know, maybe like Twilight Zone TV shows with yeah, definitely a guy yes, like yeah. in today's mystery. Yeah, <laughs> and in more recent times, a series of unfortunate events, uh, the Lemony Snicket's stories. Ah, good They do the link. same yeah. sort of uh, storytelling. Nice. Yeah, with the, uh, what's that guy's name? I just know him as Putty. Uh, oh, yeah, Putty. Uh, Patrick Warburton. That's the one. <laughs> Very funny guy. Um, yeah, so uh, that's... I don't know. I, by the end, I was a little bit just wanting it to finish, to be honest. I, I was a bit over it. I, I thought, I liked, like we said, the songs, top third of the songs, great, but mm. got very same, same to me. Yep. I was like, by the end, I was like, oh, I feel like this is just pretty much the same as the last song, and I'm a bit bored. But the, what about the uh, the narrative with and the reveal of Aliens? <laughs> oh, I think by that point, I was like, yep, sure. <laughs> Aliens. Yeah, Why you not? go along with anything at that point. <laughs> and I think as well, that was the, a little bit in the storytelling in that he may have just tried to wrap it up quickly, like, oh, yep, they're aliens. Like, I don't know how to wrap this thing up. Let's yeah. just, uh, they're aliens. It felt like an improv show to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, how do we piece this all yeah. together? They're aliens. And, and, sure. the ha- and the house takes off. It's the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> the house taking off is so good. 
Oh man, I like the uh, I like the thought of how this alien named himself Frankenfurter. Like he was just like, look, he got to Earth and he's just like looking around, and there's a hot dog stand, and he's like, ah, uh, Frankenfurter, that'll do. <laughs> no, first thing I see. What What do you feel like? You guys have seen it a lot. Mm. I was as I was watching, I was just thinking to myself, what is this inspired? Like, what's did this have a cultural flow on effect, a knock on effect of any kind? As in as if we throw a rock into a pond, is there a ripple effect? Has yeah, this like, gone on did to someone like a Wes things? Anderson watch this and get inspired? Or I, I'm just throwing that name out randomly. But well, I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Burton would have liked this film. Oh, Tim surely, Burton yeah. films have a very similar feel in that they're not scary, but they've got a horror sort of dark element to them. And I think yeah. that's probably why I do like Rocky Horror because I'm obsessed with Tim Burton, and I think that sort of appeals to me a little bit. Yeah, yeah I don't know solid. for sure, but I'm just guessing. No, I'd have to say, if we were going to name one cultural flow and effect, I feel like Tim Burton's definitely a, a good get there. All right, well, let's start wrapping it up. Let's get to the scores. Uh, we've got uh, four scores that uh, we give an out of five for. First one is the iPhone test. How compelling is this movie, basically? You know, uh, are you are you riveted to the screen or is it uh, time to check Facebook, etc.? I have to agree with you, Dan, in that the first third to half of the film is a lot stronger so i don't think my iphone even crossed my mind in the first half but it's the second half where it does become a bit repetitive it does drag on a bit and you don't quite have the same investment after the songs that you know have sort of finished is five the the five use good. it all the five's time good. five is you never looked at your be phone pre- be oh, more okay. prepared aiden next time please <laughs> <laughs> two and a half Two and a Ooh. half, low. Yeah. Eden. My, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go four. I mean, I still looked at my iPhone, but that was to check out information on the different actors, like good old Barry Bostwick from Spin City. <laughs> right. I didn't even know. I thought that guy just fell off the face of the earth. I didn't no, recognize no, no. him, but I've watched a bit of Spin City. Who is he in Spin City? He's the mayor. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Yeah, he's the mayor. Yeah. I, did, I did not pick up on yeah, that. Yeah. In fact, I think I'd seen Spin City before I saw Rocky Horror and was like, hey, it's the mayor. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad he had a career. I feel good. I feel good about that. <laughs> well, Spin City would have been around the era of Drew Carey as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this is my first viewing. First third, oh, like a solid, nearly a five, just because it was so wacky. I was like compelled by yeah. the strangeness, the surprises. And then about the point where Rocky and Janet had sex, I was that's where I felt like I was starting to wander and pretty poor by the end. So knocking it down to a Three for me. A three for me. Uh, let's go to the next category. Uh, cultural significance. Like, do you feel having, you know, being aware of this film is something that, you know, lets you take part in the greater culture to be a more aware person? I'm going to put it up pr- quite high. I'm going to put it up as a four. The mere fact that there is viewings all over the world where people go along dressed as different characters, I think it is a big cultural film, even the fact that there's musicals that are still touring around, it's a big one. I'm going to, yeah, four. Yeah, I'm going to give it four as well. I think it's right up there. Um, and, and not only that, but like I'm a, I'm a teacher and even my students, some of them saw the musical when it came here. Like it's, it's still very much, a, I think, a significant piece. When, gonna... when, they, when they do the live musical, how much do they show of everything? Um, I think, well, 
when it was the original musical, I think was really basic in like a almost rundown piece of crap theater. Like it was really small time. Yeah, and so they had to get by with just sim- simplifying everything. Um, I think now that it's big, it is pretty elaborate. But I think they show everything. In fact, I think they might even show more. Ooh, yeah. There's, there's live boobs. There might be. It depends on the show, I think. Why, why didn't I go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a four as well. I feel like it definitely gives me a greater insight into the passions of many people like you two. <laughs> uh, returnability. You, uh, would you watch it again? Would you watch the sequel? What was the name of that sequel Shock again? Shock Treatment. Shock Treatment. Aiden. Yeah, I'd watch it again, definitely. Uh, I have watched it several times. Uh, Gotta be a good score then. It's not one that I'd watch all the time, though, because I don't love musicals, and I do agree the second half is a bit boring. So let's go Let's go three. Eden? Watch it again. I, I'm going to give it a four again. I'm sitting on the fours today. You said you watch it every year. I said, well, well you know, once That's every year or better two. better than four. How often do you have to watch a film to give it a good... Oh, like every every, every six every months. Every six months, yeah. yeah. Every month. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's a four right. because I think I four. would get sick of it if I started watching it too frequently. Sure. But like I have seen shock treatment and it's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> give it one and a half. I would never watch shock treatment. <laughs> but I would maybe get roped into a like a live screening where I got to participate just to see how that goes. I have a question. There was talk recently, like a month or two ago, about a possible sequel, a Rocky Horror Picture Show two. No, wait. So I don't this, want it. Would this be after shock treatment? Or I, I think that they're ignoring old ignoring fat Tim that Curry. Even... <laughs> maybe I'll see it if he's a, he's a really big guy in that sort of. Well, you know they they. Just redid this on TV recently over right. on NBC or CBS. I can't remember. Rocky what Horror. Yes, yeah, they like just a live version. They did a live oh. version, live to TV, and I'm probably going to mispronounce her name, but I'm pretty sure it's Laverne Cox. Is that her name? She's uh, actually a, a famous Laverne uh, and Shirley. Is that the wrong? <laughs> no, I, it's definitely, definitely a different Laverne. <laughs> well, she's actually one of the ladies in uh, Orange Is the New Black, oh. who used to be a man, now a female. And the she, character used to be a man. No, the the actress. Okay, yeah, yeah. And she plays Frankenfurter oh, in the live action well, that NBC TV show version that came out in 2016. Right. Neither of you have seen that. I've not seen it. I've watched little clips and went, yeah, this is a bit high school musical for me. It's a bit too bright and bubbly and I didn't quite like it as much. Lost the darkness, the, yeah. the cheap grittiness. I yeah. like the cheapness of the movie. Like the, mm. the fact that it's gross is yeah, it's fantastic. I like it, it literally looks like it was made in one weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and the, that's a plus. I, I, I like that. I like that on the fly look. Uh, this is the category that I feel wields far too much power <laughs> in our final rankings. It is the is this movie good for to watch with your partner? It's the partner friendly category. Aiden? I've been looking forward to this because I've been wanting to hear how it went down at your house, Dan. <laughs> yeah. uh, but my house first. Uh, I watched it with my wife. Wife. A couple of years ago, we watched it together, and I think she lasted around half an hour. I reckon half an hour she went, turn this off. Because uh, at first, it was just fast forward a bit, or like, I'm going to do a few things, like make a cup of tea or whatever. And then it was, get this off. So I'm going to have to give this a zero. Oh. I'm sorry, Ooh. but that's, that's it doesn't get much more harsh than yeah, turn it zero. off. 
Did you give it? I reckon you gave uh, Dirty Harry a zero too. No, Your partner is not a zero. I think I gave that a one. Okay, but hard to please. Hard to please. <laughs> Sometimes. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm going going to go high. I watched it again with uh, with my fiance this time, and she has gone to I think one midnight screening dressed up and a Rocky Horror party. Oh my what, gosh! What character yeah. did she go as? I think she went as Janet. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was Janet. So did when you, you drag her to the party, or no, did she no, go I to didn't. The party? This is before I met her. I'm giving it a five. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a five for me. If you've dressed up, if your partner is dressed up as yeah. one of the characters, that's yeah. a five. So, so when she went as Janet, did she just go basically in her underwear? I th- like, the, like the white bra? And yeah, the... I think it was like a, a conservative white bra. Yeah, it was like okay. a sort of, you know, a boob tube kind of thing. Was and that then, like, the point where you're like, uh-huh, this is the girl for me? Hey, <laughs> I, I just saw a photo. I was already dating her. Because <laughs> I often wonder, like, if you're going to one of these parties... Do you wear your costume like as you leave the house, then drive there and then get to the the party or the viewing, or do you put it on in the car and quickly run in? Or do you have something ready to put on after the film so that it's like? I think I think you've got the costume on under a big trench coat. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and then the, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think if you got invited to a Rocky Horror Picture Show party that you would sort of be wondering if it's a keys in the bowl party? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely where my mind yeah, would be going. I'd, like, uh... I'd consider it, <laughs> especially if you're the neighbours, like you were just watching everyone walk in. <laughs> yeah. I'd be very worried if anyone that looked like my wife started to uh, want to kiss me, and then I'd be like, hang on. Are you actually Frankenfurter in disguise? <laughs> um, uh, well, it is. I'm going to give you some of uh, my wife's quotes. I jotted them down. Yes. Uh, this is gross. One of the worst films I've ever seen. Wait a second. At what point were these things popping up? Like, at uh, what point? This did- is gross was about, I don't know. Halfway in, did and she, then she fell asleep. Did she, did she but she's six months pregnant, so <laughs> was that the movie's fault or the baby sucking away her life force? I'm not sure. Did she start positively, though? Did she go like, oh, we're going to watch a film, this could be fun, I don't yeah, know anything yeah, about it? Yeah, I think it. she was expecting it to be crap, but enjoy it in a this-is-crap-I'll-enjoy-it way. Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, devolved from there into one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> and she said, and I think this is relevant given the background yeah. you two have given, she said, if you watched it when you're 15, you would probably think it's amazing because you have no taste. <laughs> like when you're 15 and think Faster Pasta is a good restaurant. And the uh, the final thought was, uh, having watched this, it makes me think a lot less of a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing that Faster Pasta uh, deal is off the table now yeah. with this podcast. Look, the the, the, the honest thing is that my wife loves Faster Pasta. <laughs> She loves it. It's her secret pleasure. Um, for those living in eastern states, compare that to a um, La Poqueta. Yes, very much so, but worse. <laughs> well, they're but about worse. Like, they're like the equivalent. That's how yeah. I sort of see them. Uh, oh, so it's a zero oh, <laughs> from her yeah. own mouth. Yeah. She said Brutal. one, and I said, oh, one. You, you gave it a score. And she said, is one the lowest I can go? And I was like, <laughs> no. So zero. So did she make it to the end of the film then? She woke up and then yeah, proceeded to watch the ending. I just had to fill her in. It was very hard to fill her in because she fell asleep as Meatloaf was appearing and then woke up later and was wanting to know all about Meatloaf. And I was like, oh, that's tough. (laughs) So uh, I've tallied up the scores. 35 out of 60. Two points more than Dirty Harry placing at the top of the My First Time leaderboard. Pipping Dirty Harry in iPhone category by two points. But less culturally significant really? in our mind Whoa. than Dirty Harry. I think I rated it higher. 
I think you did, but I think, uh, you know, across the board, it got really high scores. Uh, But higher for returnability and one point higher for partner friendliness. (laughs) So that is the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the top of the My First Time leaderboard. And, uh, yeah, to be honest, it was an experience. That's all I'll say. Actually, I want to finish with a quote by... uh, Famous film critic Roger Ebert, in the tiny little bit of Wikipedia-ing I did get to do, uh, this is what he had to say, and I actually felt it's a really good summary of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rather than a movie, he just considered it a long-running social phenomenon more than a movie. And I think that's pretty apt. To me, yeah. it's barely a movie. It's got barely any plot. <laughs> it's very cheaply made. Uh, pretty horrible acting uh, in some ways. Uh, but, you know, it's got its quirky charms and it is a cult classic. Well, uh, next time on My First Time, it'll be Aiden's first time. And what are you going to be first timing, Aiden? Well, I think we're Dungeons and Dragons and Zing Zing. <laughs> We are Dungeons and Dragons, zing zing. We are playing Dungeons and Dragons, the cult nerd classic. So we should clarify that it's not the film that came out a couple of years not ago. The film. It's the actual board game. So not a board game, but I'm not going to say well, too much. Say okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, we no, need to this is, keep you in the dark. This is the guy that doesn't actually know what he's talking about. It, is, it will be my first time, but the game then. So you can play that game before the next episode and play along and listen along with us. Awesome. We'll catch you then. This has been my first time. Catch you later. To the late night double feature picture show.